Welcome everybody, welcome to an all new Downright Sports here on Dynasty Radio NY, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, today, the show will be Tom Brady is returning to New England. Baseball season wraps up for its final week, and we do a very special sports version of What If... I am your host, Brent Reed, and this is an all-new Downright Sports, so buckle up, get ready, put your fan, your best sports fan hat on, and look at your clock, and ask yourself, what time is it? It is showtime! Good ear. Yeah. I could give 
give a damn about an ill subliminal Stay away from crime so I ain't no criminal I love my young nation, movie sensation No time for hibernation, only elation Don't ever try to test, no water little kid Yo, Mr. Buster Rhymes, tell him what I, I did I heard you rushed and rushed and attacked Then they rebuked and you had to smack Causing rambunction throughout the sphere Raise the levels of the boom inside the air You know I did it, so don't violate or you'll get violated The hip-hop sound is well agitated We'll never waste no time on a played-out ego So here's Buster Rhymes with the scenario Watch as I combine all the juice from the mind Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind Powerful impact, boom, boom. from the cannon Now bragging, try to reap a mind, just imagine Vote, can't build, there is necessary When digging into my library Oh my gosh, oh my gosh Eating I do stew like the one pizza tosser Uh, 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 all over the track, man Uh, pardon me, uh, as I come back As I did the grow, I had to beg your pardon When I travel through the turn, I roll with the squadron Row, row, like a dungeon dragon Change your little jaws, cause your pants are sagging Try to step to this, I won't twist you in a turban And have it smelling right like some old stale urine Chuckity choco, the chocolate chicken The rear cock diesel, my cheeks, they were kicking Yo, bust it out before the bust, I bust it out around the rhythm is in sync uh, The vibes are on town Ripping up the sound just like a ratio Observe the vibe and check out the scenario Yo, yo, yo Yeah, my man, Here we go, here we go, welcome, welcome, hello everybody, welcome to an all new Downright Sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, and also on every major platform, streaming service, whatever you want to call it, out there in the world. I am your host, Brent Reed, the Notorious Sports Critic for the Notorious Sports Fan. No, that doesn't make sense. Let me try that again. I am the notorious sports critic, Brent Reed, and this is Downright Sports Radio. Uh, today, we are going to do something special in the third segment where we will uh, do a what-if sports version, if you will. Uh, so, if you have Disney Plus and you've been glued to the Marvel TV universe the way I have... Um, then you get the idea of uh, the what if, and I think sports has huge what ifs. So I'm 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 really like excited. I've been thinking about this one all summer. So we're gonna touch on that and talk about that today. Uh, this is the first time you've heard the show today. First of all, thank you for listening. Uh, you can li- um basically listen to the show here on Tuesdays. Or Thursdays, and there's an announcement probably coming next Tuesday about a new area, a new station you can hear the show. And spoiler alert, it's north of the border, so that'd be pretty cool. Uh, any case, uh, if you've never heard the show before, let me just fill you in. Uh, it's a show for sports fans. A lot of people use the analogy... Um, the analogy, alright, so I talk with pens, FYI, and I wanted a different pen than the one I had, because I'll be clicking the whole time, so I need one that's not going to allow me to click, but if you've never, uh, if you've been to a barbershop, if you've been at a 
barbecue, if you've been at work, if you've been with friends, and you have sports debates, well, all debates end here with me. Because as your liaison to the, as a fan of sports, Stephen A. Smith, all those guys are fans. There's a difference, though. They have an agenda. They have a quota. They have to appease partnerships. The only partnership I have to appease is you, the other sports fans, and the dogs that are in the room with me. As every episode I do, I make sure I have my dogs in here. I actually just talk to them, if you really want to know. Uh, if, you li- if you're watching on Facebook Live, I appreciate you. Shout out to Jay and my man Tim. Uh, Uncle Buddha, actually, Tim Woodson does the, the theme for the show. So if you ever listen to the show on the radio or the podcast, the, the opening theme is was made by him, which is awesome. But the first song we played today was Scenario, which is off the Low End Theory album, which is 30 years old as of the other day, uh, September 24th, 1991. That album came out by a great group called The Tribe Called Quest, which I'll talk about more in another segment. But let's get it going because I'm already nine minutes in and I'm behind. Baseball ends this week. If you've listened to me before, you know there's one sport I love more than any other, and that's baseball. And if you're watching on Facebook, I'm here to tell you, oh, wow, I'm only wearing my allegiance, if you will. Um, Yankees uh, begin, 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 you hear me? Begin a three-game series versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Why is this important? Because the Boston Red Sox begin a series Against, uh, I have it written down. Why am I about to guess? Beginning series uh, against the Baltimore Orioles to close out the season. Here we go. Um, and it's it's big. The Yankees this past weekend, uh, starting Friday, went into Boston and handed them a three-game sweep. Not a two-game and Boston won on Sunday like it used to do. No, three games. The Yankees took care of business, and they were big games. Giancarlo Stanton did something that's never been done before. Well, that's a lie. He did something that hasn't been done in a very long time uh, since uh, uh, Andrew Jones, apparently, went into Boston and just, like, was hitting bombs. But he joined the list with um, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, and Joe DiMaggio, I believe those are the guys on the list. That's a pretty good list to join going into Boston and just killing them. He hit two go-ahead home runs Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, he hit a grandy Andy, a grand slam. And Sunday, uh, he hit the home run that just took the hearts out of the Red Sox. And so, right now, the wild card standings are as such. The Yankees are ahead in the wild card by a game over the Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox are right there, breathing down the Yankees' throat. In this series against uh, the Blue Jays, it's so important for the Yankees. It's important for the Blue Jays. I'm not going to talk as a strict Yankee fan, even though like every breath is like taken away from me. But the Yankees and the Blue Jays this season have had some battle. They, the Yankees have won some, but the Blue Jays really have had their way. Same for Boston. The Yankees are turning it on at the right time right now, even though early in the season it looked bleak. The Yankees got Luis Severino back the other day. He's apparently coming out the bullpen, which is so strong for them. Uh, I'm trying to see. Yeah, big. You know, no question, Jay. Big sweep by the Yanks. 
big sweep. I so little inside baseball for me. Yankees went down because of two errors in like the bottom, the top of the bottom of the seventh. And I got so mad, I went to the bathroom. And I just I went to the bathroom, not to be crass or cruel. I was in the bathroom, but I can hear the game from the TV here in the studio slash office. And I hear the crowd going crazy. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then I hear um, the 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 double that Aaron Judge hit, and I I almost I basically almost fell off the toilet in the bathroom. So <laughs> yeah, so that's how big of a fan I am. But the Blue Jays and the Yankees right now, the Blue Jays' fate is in their own hands. And here's what I mean: if the Blue Jays can beat the Yankees. This in uh, starting tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they basically put themselves in the playoffs. If the Yankees can beat the Blue Jays, they keep themselves in the playoffs. If they, if they, if you have to, if you're either team, you have to win the two out of the three to make yourself work. Now it's must win for the Blue Jays. Here's the kid. Here's the here's the here's the catch. Yankees lose one. Boston ties. Just that simple. Yankees win one. Boston lose one. <laughs> like, it's going to be so much like tic-tac-toe. Now, the Yankees, after they play the Blue Jays, go ahead and face the Tampa Bay Rays, which I think either the Rays will choose to, like, kick the Yankees in the teeth and play all their starters or their rest because Blue Jays have already clinched the division. They've clinched the playoffs. It's a done deal. The Red Sox play the Washington Nationals. Now, it's dangerous for the Red Sox to be playing the uh, the Baltimore Orioles right now. And it's dangerous for them to be playing the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Why? Baltimore and Tampa Bay are going to be auditioning players for next year. Because both teams are basically playing rosters a step up from a high school roster um, right, currently, right now. So, if... You're, if you're a Red Sox fan, you think, oh, this is a, this is a done deal. Who's going to win six in a row? Uh-uh. Baltimore always plays the Red Sox like it's the World Series. And the Nationals, again, they're going to be rehearsing and seeing what young talent is we could call up next year. We could call, you know, is ready to go. Who's not afraid of the big time stage? So, it, these next few games, I want to say as a Yankee fan... I like our chances against the Blue Jays, but I'm scared. Like, I'm terrified because the Blue Jays and um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. has been they just they just been showing up and smacking the taste out the Yankees' mouth like they own us. And here's the here's the catcher here's 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 the catch. The Yankees have to face Toronto in Toronto. So that ravenous Toronto crowd. Have you seen fans in Toronto when it comes to Raptors and when it comes to the Blue uh, the Blue Jays? There are no other teams. They go crazy. They just lose it. They, ah, they stand outside the stadium even though they should just buy tickets to go inside. I mean, or stay home. Never understood that. If I could go on a tangent. Like, I understand being in the moment. I almost pulled the headphones out. I understand being in the moment and I want to be a part of something, but nothing to me. Like, I'm not standing nowhere to watch something on a giant screen when everybody's inside sitting comfortably drinking beers and whatever and eating popcorn and I'm just outside standing and you know it's hot or it's cold no I I can stand at home and be very comfortable or at least go to a bar and you know I just I don't get the whole like 
I know it started with like soccer and stuff, but you know, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Soccer to me, is, I guess more sports are starting to get that community vibe because soccer is like a big like like club. I know they call soccer teams club teams, but they, it is like a club. Like when you you've seen MLS games. Like, I want to go to an MLS game, especially like that team in Oregon or the team that Matthew McConaughey owns. Like, it's live. It's only probably 20,000 people there, but it feels like it's 20,000 of your closest friends and everybody's just losing their mind and their chance. And it, it's like that. Like, I'm going. I, they have a team in D.C. I'm going to try to get tickets next year. And go and just be out there losing it and chanting and going crazy. Okay, back to baseball. Now, <laughs> the American League is not the only league that's having a race going on right now. The National League is heating up somewhat. Uh, it's a done deal. The Dodgers are in. The Cardinals will be in. San Francisco is going to be in. The Padres, they spent a lot of money. Had a lot of exposure. But sometimes there's some more. There's, you got to know your place. All right. The Mets spent a lot of money. You're a second-rate team. The Padres spent a lot of money. You're not. You're a third-rate team. Okay. You're not even. You're not even the one of the the, the 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 top two best teams in your own state. It goes Dodgers, San Francisco, Oakland, Anaheim, and then the team in San Diego. That's why they got you down there because you're the team in San Diego. You'll never be. As big as the Dodgers, you'll never be as big as uh, San Francisco, you'll never be as big as Oakland. Those teams are rich in history and multiple championships. You can win a championship and you'll be tied with the Angels in championships, but the Angels still play in LA, of Anaheim, of Sandy, whatever. They're right outside of LA. They're still going to be more popular than the Padres. They got the best player in the game. Uh, Francisco Tatis Jr., but eventually he will actually trade and he will play for the Dodgers because nobody plays for the Mets and th- th- says, hmm, I'll never play for the Yankees. Wrong. Nobody ever plays for the Clippers saying, I never want to play for the Lakers. You always want to play for the marquee. Nobody does. Everybody talks about they want to be a thespian actor and I just want to do plays, but as soon as Marvel calls, you take the contract. Because you want to be with the best. Now, with that being said, uh, the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, all they're doing is warming up. They still have a lot to play for because they don't face each other and their fates are, they have to basically wish for the other. So the Giants currently right now are rooting for the Padres and rooting for Milwaukee, who just clinched last week and has nothing to play for. San Diego's going to want to play spoiler since they've just been eliminated from the playoffs, and they're going to want to try to stop the Dodgers from winning the National League uh, East. Let's say that does happen. So that means that the Dodgers will face the San Francisco, I mean, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals in the first round, which gives us a classic baseball rivalry. You'll probably see Max Scherzer on the hill versus um, um, Adam Wainwright, two veteran, grizzled, old school night. I would not be surprised. I have to see that game now. Because if they play in one game, they're going to pitch every single inning. I understand in today's baseball, your pitcher throws 10 pitches, you pull them out. You have to save his arm. Come the postseason, everybody's arm could die. There's nothing to save. Throw him until he tells you he can't throw anymore. Uh, San Francisco wins the division. They find themselves getting a bye. Um, 
And then they just wait on the winner of that series. Is San Francisco got the best? Yeah, so San Francisco have the best record, which we want. Because are you ready? San Fran versus um, San Francisco versus the Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs. You think Yankees Red Sox is heated? Sam, the Giants and Dodgers have gang like level hate. Like Yankees Red Sox is just a bunch of loudmouths, <clears throat> just that you know like to yell back and forth at each other whose team is better and why that you know why why, why that guy is the better one and why this guy is the better one and you know. We, you know, if we would, you know, the Red Sox and all that crap, they're still never going to be as good as the Yankees. So just let it go. I know you want a few in this century, but this century is also known for COVID. So do you really want to claim it when the Yankees was winning? You know, just saying, just saying. But uh, San Francisco Dodgers first, uh, second round, or however you want to call it, in a five-game playoff, we're looking at like epic playoff games. I'm here to tell you. So, I don't know who's going to win the World Series yet. I won't make that claim until the playoffs are set. But I do believe we're looking at a fantastic playoff that we haven't seen in a long, long Last year was pretty good because it was played in neutral sites and whatever. But this year, we're going to have fans. We're going to be back at home. You get the raw, real atmosphere. If you want, you think playoff hockey's fun, watch playoff baseball. Now, to wrap it up, the, Amer- the National League East is really, really... Uh, exciting right now because you have the uh, the Braves and Philly uh, fighting for that division. And guess what? They face each other. Starting, is it starting tomorrow? I believe it starts tomorrow. They face each other for the rights to call themselves the winner of the American League East. Loser goes home. Winner plays on. Uh, the, uh, that's the Nationals, Brent. Pick the right team. Come on. We got to wrap this segment up. Pick the right team, Brent. Uh, nothing's working. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Uh, I think they played them. I think the series starts tomorrow. I'm 100% sure the series does. series does start tomorrow. Three games. Winner wins a division. Right now, the Phillies are two games back. Of the Braves. Well, technically, if the Philly, if Philly wins two of those games, they tie. And then if they beat, they take a, they, they probably take a lead, a half game. They probably take a lead. And then Philly ends the year uh, with Miami, while the Braves end the year with the Mets. Two teams who historically have not liked each other. So, I, I you know, this year has been real quiet for Philly as far as, like, their mistakes have been, like, um, Put on a microscope, but if you pay attention, Bryce Harper is having a very quiet, quiet year. Uh, he's batting 313, 34 home runs, which seems to be what he does. 82 RBIs. He's having a strong year. I'm not sure he's going to win the MVP, but he's having a very, very strong year. Uh, he played over 135 games, not a ton of injuries this year. So you're looking at a guy, if he has a big series, Watch out, because he needs it. Nobody needs a bigger series than Bryce Harper right now because a guy that came into the league with so much, so much like LeBron almost, he left the Nets before they won the World Series, so he doesn't have his ring. He's 28 years old. He's coming in to that man-like body, that 
that that 28 to 32 mark is when guys just hit that stride and hit that prime. So we're going to find out if Bryce can uh, carry the Phillies beyond the Braves and go forward. So let's see. Uh, uh, he's got 15 home runs away. He's got 36 RBIs on the road. These are all his road stats. So he's batting 296 on the road. He doesn't fear anybody. Like, he's going to go in to Atlanta and act like that's his second home. You get what I'm saying? They have actually has his projections. Oh, no. That's, come on. What the heck is that? <laughs> that's his projector for the season. Like, are you serious? Anyway, this is Downright Sports, everybody. We appreciate you listening tonight. Um, we're going to come back. If you're watching on Facebook Live right now, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. If you're listening on Dynasty Radio right now, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Monday Night Football is going on right now. I have a $10 bet. Dak Prescott just went down. Lord have mercy. I have a parlay right now. I put $10 down. If I win, I win $285. I need that. Come on, Dallas. They so far looking good. I should have put money on the spread. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about... What are we going to talk about? Look at the script. Uh, Tom Brady returns to New England. How cool is that? We're also doing the news bulletin right after that. And then we're going to do what if. Coming up, if you're listening right now on the radio or the podcast, I'm going to throw in a little 50 cent in the club. If you're watching on Facebook Live, taking a break means it's going dark. Look, stay tuned. I'll be right back in however long that song takes. This is Downright Sports. I think it's like a four minute song. Downright Sports, everybody. signs it was folks from butler who scabbed and stole those jobs and i mean right out from under your ancestors butler's a bad bad place chip chip that's not true shut up it feels true go 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 shawty it's your birthday we gonna party like it's your birthday we gonna sip a party like it's your birthday and you know we don't give a fuck it's not your birthday you can find me in the club bottle full of bub look mommy i got the ex i'm in the taking drugs i'm in the having sex i ain't in the making love so come give me a hug if you're in the getting rough you can find me in the club bottle full of bub look mommy i got the ex i'm in the taking drugs i'm in the having sex i ain't in the making love so come give me a hug if you're in the getting rough when I pull up out front, you see the Benz on do uh-huh. When I roll 20 deep, it's 20 knives in the club Niggas heard I fuck with Dre, now they wanna show me love When you sell like Eminem and the hoes, they wanna fuck But homie, ain't nothing change, hold down, G's up I see exhibit in the cut, they nigga roll that weed up roll that watch how I move, you mistake before I play up here Been hit with a few shells, but now I don't walk with a limp In the hood, in the lay, they saying 50, you hot They like me, I want them to love me like they love pop But holla in New York, the niggas should tell you I'm low the plan is to put the rack game in the choke I'm full of focus, man My money on my mind Got a meal out the deal And I'm still in the grind Now shorty says she feelin' my style She feelin' my flow A girl from Woody, they buy And they ready to go I'm in the club Bottle full of bub Look, mommy, I got the head Sick of in the taking drugs I'm in the having sex I ain't in the making love So come give me a hug If you're in the getting rough You can find me in the club Bottle full of bub Look, mommy, I got the head Sick of in the taking drugs I'm in the having sex I ain't in the making love, so come give me a hug if you're in the getting rough. My flow, my show brought me the dough that brought me all my fancy things. My crib, my cars, my clothes, my shoes. Look, nigga, I done came more than I ain't changed. And you should love it way more than you hate.
hate it, nigga, you mad? I cut that you be happy, I made it I'm the cat by the bar, toasting to the good life You that faggot ass nigga, tryna pull me back, guys My junk get the bumpin' in the club, it's on I'm with my eyes, your bitch, if she smiles, she gone Hit the roof on fire, let the motherfucker burn If talking about money, homie, I ain't concerned I'ma tell you what banks told me, cause go ahead, switch the style up If niggas hate to let them hate, then watch the money pile up And we can go upside the head with a bottle of blood They know where we fucking be, you can find me in the club Bottle full of bug, but mommy, I got the head Sick in the taking drugs I mean, I have sex, I ain't into making love So come give me a hug, if you're into getting rough You can find me in the club Bottle full of bug, look, mommy, I got the head Sick in the taking drugs I mean, I have sex, I ain't into making love So come give me a hug, if you're into getting rough <laughs> Don't try to act like you don't know where we be, nigga, nigga We in the club all the time, nigga, it's a problem, pop off, nigga G-Unit What's going on, world? It's the one and only DJ Chase, the host of the Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast, where every week, new episodes, every month, new interviews. You know what it is, DJ Chase, the Worldwide Sounds Records, Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast. Lock in with me, lock in, get in tune, learn about the music business, learn about tips and tricks of the music business. You know what it is, man. Shout out to Downright Sports, Brent Reed. Let's go. First real signs of weariness on Holyfield. First real signs. Welcome back in the club, 50 Cent, huh, 2004, God, long, that was a long time ago, <laughs> I feel like some of you listening weren't probably born, uh, <laughs> uh, little, uh, if you uh, listening to the radio, if you're listening on the podcast, you got a quick um, promo from the one, the only DJ Chase, the party mix, which you can listen to almost everywhere, so just yeah, give him a, yeah, give him a listen, I Kind of the unofficial producer of this show. He helped create this show a hundred years ago, it feels like. So, big shout out to my man, DJ Chase. So, uh, Sunday. No question, what is happening Sunday? Well, people will be going to church. People will be hanging out with family, having uh, uh, Sunday dinner, and then it happens. You know, So... Let me paint this picture, if you will, okay? You're a member of a family. Um, brother, sister, husband, wife, cousin, you name it. And one day, want that, uh, that other person decides, you know what? I need to go somewhere different. I no longer desire being where I am currently right now. I think it's in my best interest that we part ways. So that happens. And then awkwardly, let's just say two years later, that person returns home to the hometown, to the job, wherever. And you have to face them for the first time in two years. And then 
while that person's gone, you're on uh, social media, if you will, and you're strolling. Here you go. You're strolling and you're looking at their Facebook and looking at their TikTok and you're saying to yourself, well, damn, their life looks really good right now. You know, they're, they're having fun. They're meeting new friends. They're going out to eat. They're talking to people more. They didn't talk this much when they were with me. What is this all about? Wait a minute. They're successful? Well, darn it. This is a PG show. Well, darn it. You know, and I'm, I'm looking at my situation and, you know, your replacement was not as good. I mean, they, they were pretty good, but, you know, the situation just wasn't the same. And, you know, just I can't admit that I miss you. Well, that happens this Sunday on Sunday Night Football when Tom Brady returns to Gillette Field, the home that he built, and faces his former team, the New England Patriots. Tom Brady played, what, 18 years in New England? 20, 19 years? 20 years? Uh, I can tell you right here. He played 20 years in New England, uh, winning six championships, uh, MVP awards. Why am I guessing? I can look at here. He won six championships, uh, multiple Pro Bowls, multiple All-Pros, uh, three MVP awards, Offensive Player of the Year, I mean, the, the, the list of accolades is endless. You get what I'm saying? Uh, the amount of touch, the, the, the records he's done there while playing for New England, uh, let's just say oh, uh, 541 touchdowns thrown, only 179 interceptions. The guy's the king of consistency. Uh, sacked. Are you ready for this? He was sacked a sum of... Uh, he was sacked a lot, but he averaged probably like six, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, four, his percentage was in the fours. He didn't get hit a ton. Like in New England, he, this, like the hatred we all felt while playing in New England, Tom Brady was the, the, the name, the golden boy was given to him at a young age. And we started our hatred for Tom for long, some people kept it going. Not me. Because when Tom Brady came back against Atlanta in that Super Bowl, I said, oh, God, that is the greatest player in football I've ever watched. And I've been watching football for a lot of years. And I don't think I've ever seen such, uh, like, you know what? Let's just come back and win. Now, yes, two things had to happen. Atlanta celebrated really early in the first half. But Tom Brady and those New England Patriots, and you got to say to yourself, they could have had more championships if it wasn't for Eli in the Miracle Giants or Eli in the Giants again. If they, oh, Philadelphia that one year, which I called that. But you take away the championships to Giants, and the guy's like basically undefeated in the Super Bowl. And then he goes to Tampa and he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, what? So now he's going to face Bill Belichick and the, and the New England Patriots. And the team is not the same as he left it. Last year when he, uh, his first year away, 
They signed Cam Newton. Cam Newton was fresh off arm surgery. They didn't throw it as much. They ran it more. The defense wasn't as strong as we were accustomed to because the defense was probably on the field a little bit more than it was on the Tom Brady. So the team didn't make the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Then the first time actually since Tom Brady got hurt in 2008. Tom Brady got hurt. Team went 10-10 and and they still didn't make the playoffs. But... You look at New England this year, they went with Mac Jones and they got the they got the they got the Mac slapped out of them last week, uh this past Sunday, uh against famous Jameis and the Saints and then Tom Brady actually lost to the Rams uh last night. So you now have two teams on losing streaks and something that coach these two guys are not accustomed to, but it, t- Bill Belichick had the stigma of like being a good coach, but couldn't get it done back when he was in Cleveland and then with the Jets, he just quit. Gets to New England and then by fluke of nature, Drew Brees goes, oh, Drew Brees, Drew Bledsoe goes down, Tom Brady steps up and then steamrolls all the success. But now Brady's gone, Tom's in Tampa. Did break, did uh, Bill need Tom more than Tom needed Bill? That's the question. Would Tom Brady have been who he is without Bill Belichick? Because Bill Belichick's a defensive guy. Let's just be real here. I mean, he's a great coach, but he's a defensive coach. And Tom has had offensive coordinators, whether it was Charlie Weiss or now, um, what's this guy's name? I can't think of his name right now. He coached Denver. But either way, you got Belichick is the same person there, and the team hasn't made the players. The team doesn't look any better. Maybe they'll get better, but Tom Brady, outside of that loss against the Rams, the Buccaneers are going to be fine. They're going to be great. They're going to keep beating people. The Rams are just the best team in football right now. Sorry. Spoiler alert. They have the defense. They have the offense. They're going to the Super Bowl. They probably will win the Super Bowl, barring any um, uh, catastrophic injury. But this Sunday, this game proves nothing for these two franchises. LeBron... Leaving Cleveland, going to Miami, meant nothing when he returned to Cleveland and dog-walked them. Not just once, but twice. You know, he's left that team multiple times. It meant nothing when uh, Alex Rodriguez would face any of his former teams. It it means nothing because unless it's for a championship, it really doesn't hold any weight. When Shaq left L.A. and faced Kobe for the first time, like, yeah, it was okay. But Shaq gets the last laugh because Shaq goes to the playoffs and wins a championship two years after he leaves L.A. where Kobe couldn't make the playoffs, Harley. So Shaq got the last laugh. Now, Kobe won one more than him, but you can't really count it because Shaq was at the league. But Shaq got the last laugh. Um, in the case of this, Tom Brady has already gotten the last laugh because Tom won the championship while Bill Belichick was at home watching him. So all I'm saying is this Sunday, buckle up, we're going to see a, either a blowout or a great game. The fans of New England will love him because he did he did something that New England or Boston. Let's just call it what it is. Boston wasn't. They pretended like they weren't accustomed to it. Okay. Boston had a lot. Their success was solely around basketball. The Red Sox were a joke. The Bruins were okay. But the New England Patriots went to one Super Bowl. They went to two Super Bowls. Lost both of them. was killed by the Bears, and then lost to uh, Brett Favre in Green Bay, I want to say, but then you had the, they had the great Celtics teams, and 
They had, you had uh, Russell, and you had Koozie, and then later you had Bird, and you had that whole 80s aura of them, and, you know, you they can pretend like they were like, oh, what was me, because the Red Zags couldn't win. That was one team. And then here comes Tom Brady and gives you six championships. So enough Boston with the, oh, what was me, the world's over. You got six out of Brady. You got another three or four off the Red Sox. The Bruins won more recently. Like, cut the crap, okay? Brady's going to show up, and he's going to probably show out. He's not. There is no home field advantage for New England because Tom Brady made that home. He's basically returning to his ex-wife's house, and he's going to sleep over for the night. And the next day, he's getting up, and he's going back to see his prettier new wife, who's younger and is, lives and is a lot warmer and not as cold and frigid. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And if you want to know my prediction, then you should watch YouTube this Thursday at 12 o'clock or Instagram. And you can catch Downright Sports Sportsbook where I make the predictions for that week. Good segue, good promo. How about that? Anyway, uh, uh, we're going to take a where If you listen to the podcast, it will be a break. Uh, we're going to throw in some music. I will play uh, some Beastie Boys. If you're watching on Facebook Live and you're listening on Dynasty Radio, you're actually going to get the news bulletin where I catch you up on this past weekend and all the news that just came out either today or over the weekend. So, hey, I'm Brent Reed. This is Down Ray Sports Radio, and stay tuned. I'm going to just start saying that. Stay tuned. Yes, we need this. The best is yet to come in. Yes, believe.
trouble for making a decision I cut off the part of your brain that does the food Put it in from out the hide and put it on the shelf And you can show it to your friends and say that's my own self I didn't get to finish all the news bulletin because I normally do it for the whole. I do it for the song. I didn't realize kind of how short that Beastie Boys song was, or how much I had to cover, which is crazy. So I should probably fuck up. Uh, I do want to talk about real fast um, the two comeback games: the Ravens' uh, 66-yard field goal over the Lions. I knew that game was over, and then Lamar Jackson just marched down the field. But shout out to Aaron Rodgers for marching his team down the field. He made, like, basically <clears throat> two fat passes and a spike, and then they kicked the field goal and beat San Francisco. So, field goal kickers are getting better. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys can kick from anywhere now. Like, they're going to have to, like, either make the pole higher or make it more challenging. Maybe it's time you start, like, hitting the... the you, know, you know what's crazy? I think it's unfair you can't, like, smack the dog crap out of a kicker anyway. Like... He's a football player. He's wearing pads and a helmet. If you can't hit him, just tell him to take the stupid helmet off. Like, it's pointless. It's unfair. Uh, he's on, he, he can't protect. The guy's kicking. Let him kick one of the players in the teeth and change everything. I'm just saying. Like, it'll make some excitement if they like, you know what? If the game's on the line, if it's not an extra point, I'll do it like that. If it's not an extra point, you can't hit him. But, like, if they're just going to, to score... He is no different than the quarterback. The quarterback, when he goes to, when the quarterback sits back in the pocket, it's not like the quarterback can just turn around and start throwing blows. Or, you know what I'm saying, he can take off and run. So let the kicker, he catches it, he takes off and runs. Why does the kicker just get to stand there like a beautiful swan and just kick it? I think, I think if the game's on the line, forget calling the timeout. Go after him. Not to make the line, make the, the the line, the special teams line earn a paycheck. Go knock the snot out that dude. It would change things. And I know with concussions, blah blah blah. But if I can hit a quarterback, like while my man is like facing this way, you could just take his back out like he was in jail and it was his first day in the shower. R. Kelly. But I'm just saying, it's not right. That the kicker just gets to chill. Like, he's out there with a Mai Tai and a martini enjoying life. And the best you can do is try to block it. Like, that's a lot of skill. But that's weak sauce. 
time to change the commissioner. He's been making a lot of money for a long time. It's time. Let I, honest to God, should be commissioner of the NFL. Because I promise you, it would be a lot more excited. There'd be a lot more revenue like they don't have enough already. And not to mention, I would make them all earn their paycheck. If you call yourself a football player, you should be able to get hit like a football player. If I'm wrong, email me at downrysports11 at gmail.com. I said it again. Email me at downrysports11 at gmail.com and tell me if I'm wrong. Or if you agree with me, start the pro t- start the petition on Twitter, Brent Reed for NFL Commissioner. Let's get that going. Enough, enough, uh, I think it was like a thousand uh, signatures and everybody has to, to oblige. If I have a thousand people listening, I'm in the wrong. I go to work. I go to the wrong job every other day. All right. Real quick, let's get into it. So I decided to do what's called what if sports edition. So if you've been paying attention to Disney Plus and you've been watching all the Marvel stuff, uh, you notice what if they do all these like alternate theories or alternate uh, realities within the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm going to do one in the sports cinematic universe. So allow me to transition, if you will, into the Watcher. I don't remember his name. It's the dude from, um, it's the black dude from Borwick Empire that played uh, the the Libyan. He called everybody Libyans. But in any case, so check this out. Imagine, if you will, a different world of sports where things were supposed to happen that didn't happen. But in this reality, it does. Welcome to Sports What If. If I'm rushing, that's because I got like 10 minutes. <laughs> Alright, so, but first, what if? Let's take you back to 2004 when a star wide receiver of the San Francisco 49ers decides he wants to team up with a star quarterback, Donovan McNabb. What if T.O. and Donovan McNabb never had a beef? Think about that. Oh, damn, I opened it. Think about that. Say, say T.O. and Donovan never beef. Say T.O. never calls Donovan what he was, a punk that couldn't handle the pressure and threw up on the sidelines, all right? T.O. balled in that Super Bowl with a broken ankle, mind you, and balled out. He had like 100 yards, a bunch of catches, and he balled out. But imagine if they could have just stayed cool. And they ran it back because the Philly stayed good for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Donovan was still pretty good. But could you imagine that tandem? One more season under their belt after the year they had. They might have had an opportunity. Now, they're one of those teams, unfortunately, that ran into that buzzsaw called Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. But could you imagine if they ran it back one more year, added another piece? And they, they might have won the first Super Bowl for Philly. I'm asking the question, like, where would they rank in the history of time? Like, that that duo could just been as good as Brady to Bron- uh, Gronkowski or Montana to uh, um, Montana to Rice or uh, uh, um, Aikman to uh, Irving, and the list goes on and on. So, I just, I, that to me stood out to me one of the most. <clears throat> now, I take you. 2004. The Lakers just lose to the Detroit Pistons in five games. Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant's a free agent. The Lakers have to choose Shaq or Kobe. The Lakers, in our reality, chose Kobe and traded Shaq to the Miami Heat. But what if 
they chose to stay with Shaq. And Shaq was not yet done. And Kobe leaves to play for the Chicago Bulls. Alright, so this what if was weird because I looked at the free agent class of that year. There was nobody else worth signing for that team. Uh, Steve Nash was a free agent and might have joined with the Lakers because he won the MVP award the following season. So, I should have wrote that in this roster. But let's look at the Bulls 2004 roster and Kobe was a free agent. A young Luol Deng, uh, a young Tyson Chandler, uh, Ben Gordon, Chris Dunn, Chris Duhon, excuse me. Jamal Crawford, he wasn't there long because he actually got traded to the Knicks. But Kurt Heinrich, like, there's a lot of guards on that squad, but Kobe on that team is interesting to me. You know what I'm saying? Because Kobe would have brought that Mamba mentality and he'd have came in there with that little ugly afro he had before he went ball. And he could have got those guys to play. But what if Shaq stays in LA? I don't think it turns out as good as we may have imagined. Shaq was the guy, but there was no free agents to go after to replace Kobe Bryant. And that Lakers team was garbage without Kobe. Derek Fisher had left. Carl Malone retired. They traded Gary Payton. Uh, Rick Fox was done. Like, there wasn't a whole lot there. The, the team that, that, that they traded Shaq for, Boy and Lamar Odom and other players, but there was nothing to, if Kobe would have left and they kept Shaq, Shaq by himself might have got that team to the playoffs, but I can't see Shaq overcoming and beating the Spurs who were better or the Dallas Mavericks who were better. Phoenix had got better. Like, I just don't see that one happening. So that one, if I don't think would have turned out good for L.A., Moving on. We got two more and I'm done, all right? Now, actually, we're just going to do one more because I didn't do the research for the other one. And I, you know what? Let's just do it anyway. Make this quick. What if Dallas never trades Herschel Walker to get all the greatest trade robbery from the Minnesota Vikings, which led to so the championships, the three championships, two in a row, and then one extra, and then they lost after that. But <laughs> what if they never trade Herschel? If Dallas never trades Herschel Walker, Jerry Jones is a footnote in the history of the sports lexicon. He's just been a loudmouth owner who couldn't win because that would have been it. Like, they were not any good with Herschel, and I don't think that would have changed. The trade that got that sent Herschel Walker to Minnesota. Boy, in that great offensive line they had all those years and brought in countless, countless other great players they had for multiple years. It built the champion. They built the team of the 90s in the football eyes of everybody. So I just think, is you know, if what if they decide to stick with them? We would not. We wouldn't talk about Dallas the way we do today. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe we'll be talking about the Bills because maybe they would have got one Super Bowl out of the four that they went to. That's interesting. All right, last one. Gets a little dark here. It's the 90s. Oh, no, wrong. It's the 80s. The Met 86 Mets just win the World Series. Bill Buck... No. Bucky... Is it Bill Buckner? Yeah. Bill Buckner. <laughs> Bill Buckner lets the ball go into his legs. Shea Stadium goes crazy. And the Mets win it all. But then it all fell apart. Drugs, crack. Drinking, crack. 
women, more crack, more drugs. Okay, they did a lot of crack on that team, okay? But what if Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden, Keith Hernandez all stayed sober? Would the Mets have built a dynasty in the in the 80s that would have led to a great team in the 90s? I'm just going to say Lenny Dykstra would have still been Lenny Dykstra because like nothing could stop that man from being Lenny Dykstra. But if you go back and you look at the Mets, uh, if you look at the, they win in 86, they were one of the greatest teams to win in 86. But then if you look at um, 87 standards and then going forward, like the team just kind of like imploded on itself and didn't stay healthy. A lot of it had to do with uh, drug addiction, a lot of it had to do with, you know, bad substance abuse. In 86, they went 92-7. and seven. They finished second uh, in, the, in, the, in the division. But then, if you look at, you know, like, that like that's, it happens to teams that win. You know, uh, they have a good, they win it, and then they have a real strong year. But, you know, the, the follow-up isn't quite the same. For the Mets, they go to the World Series in 86, don't return back until 2000. It took so long to build that team back up. 88, they have a pretty good year, but they lose to the Dodgers in the National Championship Series. They won 100 games that year. So, you you know, you, so you, you're still hoping. Like, the team still has a bright future. And then um, in uh, 89, they win 87 games. And the team still kind of like, okay, okay. Like, you, you still can... 87 games is the end of the world. And then the 90s comes around, and you're just like, what the heck has happened to my Mets? And um, it, it's the it's the greatest mystery. It, it's not the greatest mystery, but it is the biggest one if. Like, if those guys could just stay clean and sober, you're not looking at... You're, you're looking at countless, countless, countless championships. They won 81 games. They won 91 games in 90. <laughs> But they just could not get back to the to the World Series where they deserve to be. And they won ninety one games in nineteen ninety in nineteen ninety one. They won seventy seven games. Like they would lose all their great players, all the mystique, or all, all the um, the love from their eighty six team. Like when the Mets is good, New York is a Mets town. I'm a Yankees fan, diehard, and the Mets can win as many World Series as they want, and I'm not going to go to the parade. But the the New York relates to the Mets better. Yankees mean, you know, Yankees relate to Fifth Avenue and upstate New York and Greenwich, Connecticut and New Jersey. The Mets relate to the inner cities of New York because their teams put together, their riffraffs, the team is, you know, the, the Shea Stadium was an ugly stadium, in my opinion. You know, planes fly over it. Like, it just was loud. But, you know, it, 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 it does make you think. If they could just stay clean, man, you're looking at a, you're looking at a team that should have had one more championship in it, at least just one more. So, you know, whatever. Thank you. The microphone and me are just like joined at the hip at this point. Anyway, hey, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for participating. It has been fun. We will see you again next week. Uh, be sure to be safe. Uh, you can listen to the show uh, in its entirety at uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, 
Anchor, anywhere you can listen. You can watch the show in the Cliff Notes version on uh, YouTube and Instagram on Fridays. Uh, check out. Um, I am way over my time. Check out for check out Downright Sports Sports Books that post every Thursday at twelve o'clock on YouTube. I picked four games for the NFL season, and uh, last week I did pretty good as I did over unders. This week I may just do. Um, point spreads, which I'm having trouble with, and I also pick some fantasy, so uh, thank you all, uh, become part of the show, email me at downrightsports11 at gmail.com, tell me what you think, shout somebody out, birthdays, tell me who your favorite team is, tell me you think I'm an idiot, I would love it, whatever opinion you have is yours, that's why this is a sports show, because every sports fan has an opinion, and you're, you're right, you have your right to it, I will tell you if you're wrong, though. Trust and believe. I live for it. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Big announcement next week. Potentially. I just got to finalize it. And we'll holler at you guys. Deuces. Okay. You see this guy here staring back at you? Yeah. That's your toughest opponent. Every time you get into the ring, that's who you're going against. I believe that in boxing, and I do believe that in life. Missing missions I do work um as a crack the monotone chilling up the jazz so get your own smoking on me cause they try to dupe me of the best of the back but they can't do rap for us abstract original you can't get your own and that's pitiful I know I be the man if I cold yank the plug on R&B but I can't and that's bar
Right, please? Hip-hop is living. Can't yank the plug. If you do, the result will end up kind of blow. Yo, I am not an invalid, although I used to smoke the weed out. Ali Shaheed Muhammad used to say I had to be out. Scheming on the bookies with the crazy booming back runs. Pushing on the real hard just so we can have the big fun. When I left Marusi, I was Boulevard status. Battling an MC was when Tip was at his maddest. It was one MC after one MC. What the world could they be wanting? See from little old me. Do I have the formula to save the world? Or was it just because I used to smoke the women and all? All the girls. I'm the type of brother with the crazy extended hand, kid. This my all my brothers. I was all up with my man did. Supposed to be my man, but now I wonder cause you're feeble. I go out with the stories and I separate the eagles. It's your brain against my mind. My nose about to boot out, or your nasty kid is even though you're